Sci-Fi for Me presents Jason Hunt and Timothy Harvey. This is the H2O Podcast. Okay. Um, are are you going to speak, dog? Junior office dog here in my lap is ready. But she's just ready. She's ready for her close up. I guess thoughts, and she would like you to know them. But you have to, you have to engage your animal telepathy. Uh huh. Yeah, that's which right. is not not really happening here. No, it's not. And she doesn't listen to me very much anyway. Get, if you're going to be up here, settle down. That's all right. I've got, I've had I've got cats all over. If, if this was my place, it would be two cats trying to be in my lap at the same time, and one of them is very good at being a lap cat, and one of them is very not. So. Yeah, all right. Well, welcome, everyone, to this edition of the Shuo Podcast. My name is Jason Hunt. I am Timothy Harvey. And it strikes me that we have been remiss in introducing ourselves on the regular over the last two or three episodes. And apparently, and, and it's mainly, I've gotten lazy because we have the graphic that says what our names are when you're sure. watching us on video. Mm-hmm. But that but graphic doesn't podcast. exist right, sure. in the podcast. So we're... I, <clears throat> well, I it's a theater to, of the mind. It, well, it they is. Can, they can see it. It is. Because if they're just listening to it, I'm Batman. Well... <laughs> Come January 1st, they may only have the option of listening. We'll, um, we'll have to, I'm, maybe, I don't know. We'll, we'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, yeah. So how was, your, how was your Thanksgiving? It was really nice. I, I went and spent time with my family, which is always good. Um, I, uh, it was really, you know, I, I talked before about how when I was in D.C. a few weeks, I guess about a month ago now, really. Mm. Almost a month ago. I got to see my brother and his family, which is a rare thing for me, unfortunately. And so this was going down and spending time with my my parents and my sister and her family and, and her in-laws, which is always nice. Always good discussions. Right. Her husband is a science fiction fan. His brother is a science fiction fan. We got to talk a little bit of such things, although um, as much as we tried to avoid it, uh, like the, just like the cliche, politics came up. <laughs> um, but sure. uh, uh, it was relatively relatively uh, benign discussions. We were uh, uh, very very rarely <laughs> does anybody <laughs> by family get into huge uh, drawn out fights about anything. We're just that's right. We're, we're much more patient and, and easygoing than that. But um, still, yeah, it was really nice. How about you? Good. Uh, we managed to sneak down to Dallas and visit my folks and my sister and my sister's dog, Pitbull, mm-hmm. Lucy, who's actually rather docile, mm-hmm. which is... Many Pitbulls really. actually are. And she got along great with, uh, with the two office dogs, and they were all ready to play and, mm-hmm. and get along and, and do whatever, so... Um, yeah. So anyway, um, managed to do that. I saw on our on our way out. Managed to uh, get some time with a friend of mine that I'd seen in about thirty years. Mm-hmm. So 
that was that was good. Yeah. So, anyway, I think our our engineer is not paying any attention to the text messages that I've been sending her, giving her instructions on on things to do. Ah, it's not sitting in front of her. That's why. Well, I I I get it now. I see. I considering, see. Considering that we we've broken the fourth wall many many times uh, <laughs> yes. in this show, you could have just said something to her. Mm. True. I could have. She has a mic and everything. Have, I could have. Which she sometimes yes. turns on. Yes, but uh, <clears throat> anyway, so um, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. You know, I'm just, I'm trying to you know, maintain trying the illusion. Maintain the illusion and kind of keep we've it. We've shattered the illusion trying, a yeah. long time ago. Uh, and those of you who are watching, uh, it is it is Monday night. Mm-hmm. It is the tail end of Cyber Monday, mm-hmm. and you'll notice that we are both drinking from our Sci-Fi for Me branded mugs, which very nice. has our logo on one side and the what I call our Red Planet mm-hmm. on the other side. And that gives me occasion to mention that we now have a store. We have yeah. merchandise, um, which should you be so inclined, may or may not go over well. Uh, it will, we'll see. But uh, if we throw that up on the screen, we have three designs. If we could throw that up on the screen, we have three designs. Uh, one of them is the logo with the planet. And underneath the planet are the words, I deserve better. And this ties into our early promotional campaign where we were basically saying, you deserve better than a lot of what these other sites are doing. Um, You deserve to be treated better and treated with some respect. And then the other one says, it's sci-fi for me, which kind of basically plays into the me in the brand being... You know, this is this is stuff for us, for everybody. And then the third design we just put up, uh, and it may not actually be live in the story yet, but by the time you start seeing this in replay, it probably will. The new, and I just designed this, the Salacious Crumbs mug, which features our host, McKenna, on, on there, plus the logo for the show this season. Uh, all of them, $18.00. And uh, it's 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 a Zazzle store, so you know take that for what it's worth. But they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, these mugs are pretty solid, and uh, we've had good luck with them so far. So, so we're gonna try this. We're gonna experiment sure. with this and see what happens. Um, welcome to Meg and Aaron in the in the chat. Okay. Um, and we'll see. Um, I th- I'm not sure if the Black Friday. Um. Uh. There's a. There's a discount code. I tell you what, um, Mindy, if you would scroll up in that window and over on the right hand, it says show storefront uh, down in the in the banner artwork there on the right where it says show. Yeah, store. yeah. Yeah. Look at that and see if see if it's it's not live yet, but scroll down. There should be I think they're running a Black Friday discount. What does that say there? The red. Okay, well, I don't, I can't see it. <laughs> so, what does it say? Sixty percent off. I don't have a Sixty off with code. Sixty percent off with code. So okay. there's. Cyber Monday now is the code C Y B R M O N D 
Cyber Monday. So we're going to keep an eye on this because uh, the the third the third design, the Salacious Crumbs mug, has not hit here yet. Uh, it is active in the store. There's a it's there, but it just hasn't shown up in the in the storefront yet. So um, we have three 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 a designs, um, and I'm debating I'm debating a T-shirt. Uh-huh. We'll see. Um, I had an idea for uh, a T-shirt that. Um, what you want to put us back up on the screen there, Mrs. Uh, Boss? Yeah. Well, the ch the chat's on. The <laughs> <laughs> My goodness! You give your give her a four day weekend, a five day weekend, and everything just kinds of. I, anyway, I understand that completely. I'm, though I got I, I got up on Sunday morning and I went, "What day is this?" I know, right? I don't even know what I, what I am. Where I am. <laughs> it's so well, strange. and and it's it's been one of those things where um, we have some. Well, hang on, hang on. We got one more screen to show because as long as we're talking about how you can support us and we're talking about the things what cost money, let's throw the subscribe star up there just so people know that it's there. And it exists, and it is a Subscribestar account where you can pledge your support to us through this site, subscribestar.com slash sci-fi for me. Um, and it's kind of like Patreon. Uh, it, it's the same kind of thing where you pledge a monthly amount, and then you do. We've also negotiated a discount over at superherostuff.com. You can use the promo code sci-fi for me 10. You get 10% off all of your order. So... There we are. And now all of the buttons don't need to be pushed anymore, and it's just us, and we're going to be here for just a little bit. Now, the reason that we started an hour early is because at 9 o'clock Central, I'm going to be a guest on Clint Stoker's Sweetcast live stream. So I have no idea what we're going to be talking about. And I'm not the only one that's going to be over there, but that's that's what we're going to be doing there. But tonight, we're talking about Kappa <laughs> and YouTube. And apparently, if I'm, I've I've been reading through Kappa. I've been I read through, I skimmed through the the um, the blog entry, the blog right. post mm -hmm. that I they put, that. put up to kind of clarify some things. And I've been watching a lot of different videos about this. And, of course, everybody has a different interpretation of it. Right, yeah. And the... What I'm... The, the takeaway that I'm getting from this, and I saw something today, uh, somebody posted a video basically saying that YouTube has lied to us. Has, has misrepresented the situation um and i don't know if that's the case or not this is just one person's take on it but wait you mean someone has an opinion on the internet somebody has an opinion on that's the internet crazy and, talk. and i know and, and probably sometimes it is crazy talk. yeah well in all, in all fairness but it to the... but it actually it, it it actually kind of falls in line with everything that, that i've seen so far so basically what happened for those of you if, to bring everybody up to speed kappa is the Child Online Privacy Production Act, which was written in, 19, in 1998, and it was updated in 2013 right. with some revisions. And now there's a new revision that's going to come out starting January, effective January 1st. And 
basically as it's been updated, the current update, the 2013 update, uh, takes into account sites like YouTube and regulates their ability to collect personal identifying information on kids under 13. Right. And the Google and YouTube terms of service basically say you have to be 13 or older in order to have a Google account. So Gmail, uh, Google Plus, when that was a thing, having an actual YouTube account, all of those things, you have to be 13 or older in order to use the services provided by Google and YouTube. Unless you've got permission by your parents, you know, written permission, verifiable permission by your parents. The problem with that, yeah, is that um, there. Are, it is incredibly easy to get around that. Mm -hmm. And if you are under the illusion somehow that the internet is free of people under the age of thirteen with accounts, <laughs> you are <clears throat> you are a very nice person. That is I, an illusion, and it is it is a lovely thought, but it's not the case. And the thing is that this isn't a new this isn't a new thing for kids. Right. This is not like a. Uh, Trust me, before the internet, if there was a way for you to get underneath the age limitation that was whatever age limitation, kids were doing it. This is not a new thing. It's just become a thing right. when, uh, and we talked about this briefly last week, this is not, targeting targeting kids to sell a product is not a new thing either. A huge amount of the things that we love that become cultural touchstones for us, Transformers, Thundercats, right. all this stuff, these are toy lines that were marketed as kids At that became same... cartoons. Yeah. And so, but, but with the advent of the internet and the ability to get that kind of data. Yeah, that's, of... that's the difference is, you know, when we were kids, you have the commercials, mm -hmm. you have the, the ads in the magazines and the comic books and the whatever, and... You can order the product, and you can watch the TV shows, and you can read the books and whatever. They were counting. And they on you. don't know who you are. Yeah, they were counting on you badgering your parents into buying you the toy. Right, and, and it was effective. By the you way, you join but, you join a membership yeah, club mm. or whatever, and you're you're volunteering your information. Right. Whereas nowadays, depending on how everything is set up, the algorithms on YouTube and Google are collecting all of this data and collecting all of this information that could possibly identify. Minors, kids and, under 13, and, and FTC said, no, you can't do that. And there were 20, 20 different advocacy groups that made complaints mm -hmm. this past year and filed this big lawsuit. And the FTC came down and said, okay, Google, YouTube, you guys have screwed up. You owe us money. Here's a fine of $170 million. Now, the plus side of this, because there's, there's downsides to this, but the plus side to this is that kids should not be targeted with this information anyway. And right. frankly, if, if you're concerned about things like f Facebook and Twitter and some of these other places that also get your data, by the way, yeah. the YouTube, YouTube and Google are not, they're, I'm not absolving them of the, of the going after everybody's data, but they're hardly the only people who are doing it. So frankly, if your goal right now is to, if you, your current thought is Facebook is too big, they need to be broken up, they need to be blah, 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 mm. you know, um, I'm not going to argue some real pros to that and there's some cons too i would not be upset if they got shut down <laughs> however um this actually is a way that that we may actually see some changes some necessary changes some i think necessary changes let me qualify that to things like facebook and twitter and, and instagram where you're going to actually you know this is the beginning of something that i think that has some positive aspects to it or at least 
the idea is a positive. The practice, however... Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Harvey is the optimist between us. Mr. Harvey is the optimist, but there's certainly no question that, that if you are the service provider, if you are a YouTube or a Google or a Facebook, and you are passing this information on to your, the people who are providing your content, who are creating your, who are supporting your platform, basically so your platform is what it is, mm. whether it's videos for YouTube or uh, cat pictures for Facebook or whatever it is, um, communication is probably going to be a good idea if that's not going to come back and bite you if it's not bad communication. YouTube, YouTube is notorious for not communicating with their creators very well. And um, one, of the, one of the things that came out of the FTC fine was YouTube's got to segment off... Mm-hmm. The kids, and so sure. now we have YouTube Kids, which is a completely different piece of the platform, and uh, and of course, if if you you're now given the option, and it is a it is a two piece, it is it's a if the, it's a one or the other, mm-hmm. um, where you either mark your channel for kids. In which case you lose search results, you lose comments, you lose uh, your end card. So at the end of the video, if you had something, something else pops up to recommend the next video to watch or anything sure. like, all of that's gone. Um, uh, By live the way, chat, I don't, everything. I else, don't think this is necessarily a bad thing. It's not necessarily for a bad thing. Kids, however. If you know, the other option is not for kids, mm-hmm. in which case it specifically limits thirteen and above. By the way, here's there's yeah. there's the there's the the age line. But what YouTube has not acknowledged is that the FTC recognizes there's a third option, which is kind of like what we do the mixed audience mm-hmm. stuff which is we make th- we make content that's not specifically targeted for kids but if a kid stumbled across one of our one of our videos it would be okay we, it's yes, you know it's a general that. audience sure. i mean mm-hmm. and we've put the tvpg thing up there on there i don't know if that's going to make any difference or not but well, it can't hurt. it's one of those things where you know this might not be suitable for kids under 13 a lot of it depends on what we're talking about right sure but for the most part things that we talk about are suitable for pretty much anybody in an in our audience mm-hmm. right now the other part of coppa where it talks about platforms and providers and and the creators and whatnot the the restriction is on collecting the data Mm -hmm. that is that is the big no-no you're not supposed to do well we don't do that right we don't collect any of that information we don't have those algorithms and ais and machine learning and bots and whatever to collect any identifying information on our audience Mm -mm. I've got some general demographic, you know, I've got some age spreads. 
right. and male, female, but and but what it's country. It's information that's provided by YouTube. It's provided or, by YouTube. Or Twitter or Facebook, wherever you've got your account where they give you a little bit of analytics. Right. But the analytics don't give us anything that would allow us to identify any one person. I mean, no, the people that are in the live chat right now, for example, a couple of them I know personally. So mm -hmm. I know who they are. But I don't have any information from YouTube or data mining or anything like that right. to identify anybody that's watching. And so you know, folks, for those of you who don't know anything about analytics, and a lot of you probably do because the age group, you probably have a little bit of an idea of nothing else. But most of the time, to really, to really get the good analytics data, the really good good numbers, for if, you were, if you're looking to sell something to a targeted audience, you usually have to pay for that. And right. you usually have to pay a pretty good price for it because it's valuable information the, the people who provide this data the services that actually give that collect this data and sell it to you or the or the programs you buy to harvest that data mm. um and this is like super simplified i mean i just is like the, <laughs> believe me it's it's you know the, it's like you, you go down to the software store and you mean no no it's not quite that simple right uh but there's you know the average the average youtube person the average person who's putting up a, a video, I'm not talking like the big celebrities who generate tons of money on YouTube or anything like that, or the companies that use YouTube mm. as a marketing tool, they actually have the pocketbooks to get that data. Yeah. Most of us do not. Well, and the other, the other part of that is that what a lot of people don't understand, have not been aware of at this, uh, up until now, or it's just been a, out on the periphery, mm -hmm. is what's called targeted ads, yeah. which basically is using that that information that YouTube harvests and says, okay, I want my ads on your videos to go to 17 to 20-year-old people who like Fortnite in Des Moines, Iowa. You know, they get really specific right. in that because I've seen I've seen some ads on videos for companies here in Kansas City. Sure. Right. So if if I'm a if I'm a Kansas City company, I'm going to target my advertising to the Kansas City market right. in YouTube, and all of that is done through Google AdSense and and the analytics. Oh, yeah. and all I just of that. did I just did a search for I've been doing some stuff with my company for learning management systems if you know anything about those uh it's an online learning mm -hmm. platforms various things we do a lot of training and you start comparing doing comparisons or or social networking yeah. uh, uh scheduling programs and some of that and it's like every time i turn around there's an ad in the corner of my eye going you know do you want to use hootsuite right <laughs> well and 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 uh just real quick say say hi to uh thomas and robert in the chat guys. They, they're in there but yeah well and and we talk about google being pervasive and mm -hmm. and being everywhere in i guess has it been that long 2010 2010 when we switched to WordPress, mm, sure. Mm -hmm. No, it was after that because we. When did we? When did we switch to to one in one? That was what four years ago, five years ago now, so, oh, somewhere, somewhere in there. Like okay, that, so yeah. when mm -hmm. we switched from, okay, so we originally were on a, a server space for, from a friend of mine, and he was like, okay, I can't, I can't have this space anymore. So we had to find something else, and right. then we were hosted on WordPress for a while, until our site got too big. 
for storage and all of the media, the photos and the videos and stuff. So we started shopping around looking for a new place to host our site. Mm -hmm. And for the longest time, HostGator was the front runner. And we were emailing back and forth and talking to, talking back and forth and whatever. And our email at the time was a Gmail account mm -hmm. that had been personalized. Right. Yeah. So it was a sci-fi-for-me.com email, but it was going through Google. And I not the same day. I mean, it was it was you know, an hour later. We were all talking about HostGator. Suddenly, HostGator ads start showing up everywhere. And this kind of thing, it's it's one of those things that makes you wonder. You know, it 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 feeds into that narrative that Google is always listening to everything that you do. They're certainly reading your emails and looking at the stuff that you post. And Facebook does the same thing. Now, for those of you who, who are of a paranoid bent, we do not currently have any evidence that it's human beings are reading this because it's, yeah, it's, that is it's, incredibly cost inefficient. Uh, yeah. Now, that's a that it's a, it's an AI. It's machine learning, and when you start hearing, because now now that's the big thing. It's yeah. not AI. It's machine learning. Well, what's the machine learning, and how does how did you teach? What did you teach it to learn? Right. And that's part of the problem because the algorithms on YouTube are incredibly inefficient. Well, it's a garbage and, in, garbage out yeah. equation. So basically, if you don't, if you are, so if your search terms, if what you're targeting is too broad, you're not getting, you're, it's, a, it's a cannon when you need a slingshot, right? And yeah. if it's too refined, it's a needle in a haystack and you're just, I mean, the... And, and by the way, folks, just as a reminder, we let this happen, okay? <laughs> we let this happen to ourselves. Yes. This is we, where we are now with, with these companies having access to our data in this kind of way. We said, yes, we agree to your terms of service, and, and nobody read them. And we didn't read them. And that's a joke. I mean, on one level, it's a joke. I mean, because we literally, there was a whole, there was a period of time, a couple, three years ago, when every comedian seemed to have a bit about you, the iTunes terms of service, yeah. right? Or, or whatever thing you signed up for. But the sad reality is, is that we don't read those. And a lot of times, they're completely upfront about what they're going to do with your data. Mm -hmm. They literally tell you. And what is, um, I think it was, was it, was it Facebook? There basically, there was a little bit of a mini scandal where it was like that they was actually Facebook. owed, they owned our content. Yeah. And yeah. people sat there and went, no, you don't. <laughs> and they're like, but it's in the terms of service. You signed it. Yeah, Bob. Yeah. It's like, it's well, not our fault, you're idiots. The, the, other, <laughs> the other part of that, too, I mean, Facebook is coming under fire for a lot of different things right oh, now. Yeah. But, and justifiably so. They, they, should, they should be raked over Look, the Look, if we, if we, need, an we need an example of, of uh, uh, the proto-emperor, um, the, the, you know, we could do worse than Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, he's... <laughs> Uh, he's, you know, it, he's, and, 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 and you know, look, everybody, everybody, everybody deals with the world, presents themselves to the world in a different way. Not everyone is comfortable talking in front of people, but every time I watch him talk, I'm just like, there's a key in the back and he whines. Yeah. I mean, he's just, yeah. Well, and Robert, and it's, Robert, it's makes, mean, and I'm sorry. But Robert makes just, a good point here in the chat. He says, we need a new revolution. Either humans, perhaps violently establish a new bill of rights, establishing online privacy and anonymity 
or we all end up like China with social scores. I think there's something to that. I don't. I don't know that it, I would go to that extreme. Um, I wouldn't either. And unfortunately, this COPPA this... kind of does a little bit of that in terms of privacy. I mean, granted, it's just for kids. Got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. And there are people that suspect, and like you were talking about, the, you know, the the optimistic side of things. This being a a, a change for the better that in potentially that potentially maybe. maybe. But some I've people are seeing though. this as uh, come January. There are, there are three dates that mm-hmm. we need to, to keep on our radar. One date is December 9th. That is the cutoff date for the FTC to be taking feedback and comments right. from the public. And there is a there is a site, there's a link. When when we get done streaming, I'll put that link in the in the show notes. So if you have an opinion you want to share with the FTC, be polite. Be civil, be on point, and say, this is how I feel about this. And honestly, folks, seriously, that's how you get someone to listen yeah. to yourself on the, this kind of situations. Anger and and bad language, however however much you, you feel passionately about it, yeah. that Not stuff gets idea. discarded. People, they, this sort of thing, they actually don't... That's the stuff they're liable to sit there and, and let it's, slide it's right past them. Flies and honey. Flies yeah, and honey. It really is in this kind of situation. And the next date that we need to keep an eye on is December 10th. Because December 10th is when YouTube's new terms of service roll out and become effective. And there are concerns about that because in the new terms of service, there is a clause that basically says, as as people are reading it and and interpreting it and wondering does this mean what i think it means there is a there is a section that says youtube can decide to cut off your access to everything youtube and google if in their sole discretion they determine that providing those services is not uh commercially viable and people are saying what excuse me what does this mean because there's two ways you could look at it either google you know say say you're doing stuff on youtube that makes youtube look bad sure Mm -hmm. and as a result there's negative financial impact for somebody like say PewDiePie comes in and hang somebody on YouTube and and you know there's this all brouhaha oh YouTube's bad YouTube's bad or you get you know something mm, that makes sure. YouTube look bad and right. they take a hit mm-hmm. okay then general generally most businesses that's more or less standard sure practice so so sense. that's one way sure, you could right. interpret this don't do anything to make youtube look bad and lose money right the other way that people are looking at it and this is i think maybe i don't know I, it's 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 hard to to figure because i can see it both ways but the other way people are looking at it is that YouTube could decide to completely cut you off if they're not making any money off of you. Also a possibility. And that's the possibility that a lot of people are leaning into because YouTube has turned into this gargantuan, giant, corporate thing. 
that for a lot of people, it seems like they're leaning into a subscription model because you've got YouTube Red, Mm -hmm. you've got YouTube Kids, and so much competition from the streaming services Mm -hmm. that YouTube wants a piece of that action. Sure. Not taking into account and not taking into consideration all of us creators, individual creators who have gotten the platform where it is. Sure. It wasn't, you know, YouTube was not built on Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel. Right. YouTube was built on Schmo in the garage with the right. skateboard and the flamethrower. You know, it's it's those things. And, However, and, I'm gonna I'm gonna here's here's a couple devil's advocate things that we we need to bear in mind. And they are not pretty. First of all, as much as we like to think otherwise, from a business standpoint, YouTube owes nobody but their investors anything. True. That is a sad reality of any business. And they would not be the first company to sit there and look at the people who actually made their model work and say, we don't need you anymore. I am both a Mac and a PC user. And for years I learned, I edited on Final Cut. Get up to Final Cut, uh, uh, Final Cut 7, Mm -hmm. uh, a stable platform. Those of you who are on on the PC side of things (laughs) may remember operating systems have been, you know, a Windows version that was particularly stable uh, and and worked just fine. And they've been rolled out a new version and then suddenly things were just didn't work anymore. Well, suddenly um, with Final Cut 7, they decided they're going to roll out a new Final Cut. Everyone's really excited and they roll it out and they basically have said more or less... um, all of you folks who are professional editors, all of you folks who have been using this as a professional model, you, your, your business, your studio, uh, your, your uh, independent uh, filmmaker or, or freelancer and any of these things, you, our new program is not compatible with the original program. Right. It is a completely different model, and it's not actually aimed at you. This In, would be Final Cut Final 10. Cut 10. Final Cut X. X. Final Cut 10. Um, and it alienated... I mean, the the, if, oh, the, the blowback, the was, blowback was huge and quite justifiable. Now, in fairness to Final Cut X, the version that's out there now, if you happen to be a professional editor mm-hmm. and you go and buy Final Cut X, you're actually getting a really solid editing program um, that is going to do serve you very, very well. However, if you happen to be a Final Cut 7 user, a lot of them became Premiere users because Premiere had been had been looking at Final Cut and going that let's make our interface look like theirs yeah. because they were smart and they were actually were making something that so it was actually a fairly easy transition to go from one platform to another. Now YouTube doesn't necessarily have this not a, a service like YouTube out there that's comparable. Vimeo serves a different market. Well, um, right now you've got Vimeo, you've got BitChute, which, if I'm looking at it right, BitChute does not have a live stream option. It's hmm. just upload upload the stuff. Vimeo just, I think, last year added the live option, the Vimeo yeah, live Vimeo, last year, year before. Vimeo's market is much more the professional market, much right. more the, the, yeah. the filmmaker market, the indie filmmaker market, and... And the 
ho- it, in many ways, they serve as a hosting service for professional videos. Yeah. Versus some of the more it's amateur like demo side. reels, sizzle yeah. reels, mm-hmm. uh, um, short films. I, there are companies kind of. that will keep, uh, and usually they're private videos. A lot of it's because uh, Vimeo doesn't compress your videos the same way that YouTube does. Yeah. And so you can put a super high quality video up on, on Vimeo. And so for creators, for on the professional level, it's a lot more attractive. But. <laughs> Robert says he admires editors. He can barely clip and paste rude jokes on GIMP. You know, there are times... GIMP uh, GIMP is, for those who don't know, GIMP is the... the, um, uh, open source type of version, uh, equivalent of Photoshop. Mm, Right, So It's a a photo editing thing. Yeah, so I mean, these are... are, So, if, if YouTube manages to push away their creator class... Their 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 indie creator class. Somebody else is going to step in. Somebody else, and will. they're going to they're going to create a platform for this. I see a lot of discussion about D Live, which is a new one. Right, I'm not familiar with that. Um, it's looking. I looked at it over the weekend. It's kind of like Twitch. Mm-hmm. Now Twitch has been geared toward gamers for the most part, mm-hmm. and there's of course there's a YouTube gaming section, and a lot of the gamers who are on YouTube are really worried because. Um, uh, as we talked about last week, there was a there's a user who had his videos marked not for kids, and somebody at YouTube went in with a manual did a manual review on his videos, uh, where he plays games that are rated T to M, mm-hmm. and switched the, the the video for kids and made it for kids manually, and he's he's arguing back and forth and and appealing that and saying like, no it's not, mm-hmm. you know I say. I say four-letter words. I play games that kids should not see. This is not for kids. Right. And he's incensed that somebody at YouTube switched it manually. Um, and we have I have not seen anything, whether there's a determination if that happened by accident or if somebody is out to get him or what. I, who knows? But the, the possibility of weaponizing this for kids or not for kids... That's a very real thing too. Except, except I, I don't honestly, think it would happen. But I don't think I don't. I think it's a. I think it's a potential. I think. I think leaning into the idea there. There's a certain level of paranoia that we get to that is, on one hand, justified. On the other hand, it's a little bit extreme. Now that said, if for instance you migrate over to Twitch, be aware that there is a whole bunch of stories about Twitch. Yeah, people on Twitch who've basically been reported for things they didn't do. They've had their channel shut down. This well, that's stuff, happened at YouTube too. Yeah, this, I mean, this, false flagging and and mass flagging yeah, this and stuff, all of that kind because, of thing. That goes you know, on because the internet is full of terrible people because humanity. Um, but <laughs> we we could actually have a conversation about why that happens. But you and I would not agree on why that happens, um, and it's not part of our topic tonight. Right? Yeah. So. But um, well, no humanity. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit there and say that. Because I'm in the broad sense, I can agree with that. Okay. And right. and yeah. But yeah. anyway, um, but just be nice to each other online. Don't be um, <laughs> the word I want to say. We, we're trying to avoid using this kind of language. Wheaton's law, right? Don't you know, yeah. be, be nice, yeah. kids. Be nice. Um, but the 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 concern that I think that a lot of people have, obviously, that they're going to suddenly either lose their platform. Or find themselves so restricted. Now, if you look at the blog, um, the the Kappa blog, there's really pretty. Uh, there's a lot more gray area. Yeah, and, and there they... is there's some there's some I think a couple of things that you need to 
need to bear in mind if you happen to be wor worrying about where you fall. And um, the other the other thing that I was saying, uh, uh, um, is his name Ian Corzine? He's a uh, he's a lawyer. He's got a YouTube channel, and he's been following all of this a lot. I don't I don't think his first name is Ian Corzine. Is his last name? Uh, I saw a video with him today, basically talking about the the effect on monetization mm -hmm. for a lot of the channels where and and we have had this happen on a number you know, a number of occasions where we'll stream something or we'll we'll upload something and there's two monetization statuses mm -hmm. one of them is the green dollar sign which means right. that this video is okay for any ad to run anywhere anytime to anybody whereas you get the yellow one and you get a little notification down at the bottom that says this video may not be suitable for all advertisers. Mm -hmm. And in which case you can request a review and say, yes, this video is okay for everybody. And they do a manual review and they either say, yes, it is or no, it's not. Right. And uh, we've had a couple of them no, go, no, it's not by manual review. Um, <laughs> and one of them was uh, was one of my my uh pineapple discussions you know uh gentleman with pineapple where i basically said we are at the intersection of 1984 animal farm fahrenheit 451 and brave new world and just kind of went off about all of the mess that is social media and and whatnot and apparently they don't like that one so probably not <laughs> but, but 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 for the most part and whenever we live stream while that video is processing after we're done, then I get the yellow one. Right. But eventually it flips over and it's okay because the algorithms, the AI bots are listening to everything that we say and they're looking at the picture and they're trying to determine based they've on got, they've whatever. They've got their list of words. Yeah. So eventually this one, you know, this one gets monetized and it's okay. But a lot of a lot of people are worried that come January first, when the new FTC rule comes into play, and YouTube has to say one, two, or three, you know, it's it's it is or it isn't. Or foul. Then a lot of channels are going to lose their monetization, or they'll get limited monetization. Right, in which yeah. case, ads will still run. But not as many, and you don't make as much money, and and you know there are there are financial impact. Now, reminder that YouTube did not actually start off being a monetized service for people putting stuff up there. Right. And quite frankly, there are plenty of people who seem to be very getting a lot of money making making money off YouTube. There are people to, who this is their livelihood. And some of them need to get out and get a real job. <laughs> sorry, but uh, there's a lot. I, I I have I'm sorry, folks. I have a very low opinion of a lot of YouTube celebrities. Because I well, because because I honestly cannot comprehend why it is that they're well, it, it, they're influencers. They're, yes, they're I know. Like, and and they're, frankly, that's a, that's a term that I would like very very much to die in a fire, <laughs> because it's a dumb term and it's a dumb thing to see on, on. Sorry, it's a dumb thing to see on YouTube and on Instagram well, and places like that. Because quite frankly, you shouldn't be listening. You shouldn't be listening to these people. They are not what? experts. Well, yeah. Well, no, neither are we. I know, but we but we, ne we don't we don't make a recommendation for everybody. We, you know. But I mean, it's the same. Sorry, uh, and, and Meg makes a, me. Meg makes a good point. Live stream is always a gamble for advertisers. You have to make sure that what you're doing sure, here is yeah, tied no off. Question. And and to your point, this is not any different from 
uh, well, if, if if you go back to David Bowie's Major Tom, you know, mm-hmm. the Space Oddity, right? And, you know, you've really made the grade. You know, he's, he's in yeah. orbit. You've really made a grade. And, the, and they want to know what shirt you wear. You wear. You know, yeah. This has always been a thing where people who have any kind of spotlight, any kind of public I eye. Do. I know. But, but there's, what, but there's a what di- cigarettes are you smoking? But what shirts a, do you wear? What brand do you have? There's a difference between people who actually and, – and my apologies to the fo- – okay. okay. I mean, if you had a million people that were watching your content, how is that different from creating a TV show that runs on a network that a million people would watch? Mostly because the amount of effort that goes into creating a TV show versus the amount of episode of someone... And, and again, this is my personal opinion, guys. I don't think much of these people. Um, and part of that is is I, I don't find them interesting. I find them. I find most of these people to be vapid, shallow, <laughs> useless. Um, You've been around social media, haven't you? I have. I've been. I've, I've, <laughs> I've seen it. It's not pretty. But the thing is, is if you're a fan of these folks, great, and, and all the power to you. I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying them. I but don't. It, but it is. But see, that's that's the thing, though. Is we're not. They're not an influencer because they're particularly smart or talented or or experienced or whatever you know that skills they're an or whatever because of they're, whatever it, they're thing. an influencer because something they've done yeah and and became and, popular and quite and frankly if, it, if, if if that had happened to me and i had suddenly become very very popular i'd probably have a different viewpoint yeah makes his tv is heavily vetted by professionals while youtube is largely a popularity contest to some degree that's true to some degree i yes i can see that well um our our friend Sabrina, mm-hmm. she has a character, right? That she created, um, and this came out of a visit to Planet Comic Con, if I'm not mistaken. I she was so. all, "What is this cosplay stuff? What's all this cosplay and cosplay?" Now she hosted our comic book news show for a short time mm-hmm. before she went full time into her theater work, uh, but she's created a character called right. Slutterbell. Yeah. The every fairy, and she's basically created this fairy character. And she said she did a search, she did a Google search the other day mm-hmm. on the character just to see what was out there, and could not believe her character has just blown up. Oh, yeah, worldwide. Now, now what's fascinating there are memes that she didn't create that yeah. other people are creating with her character. The fascinating thing about this is that she actually set out to car- create a character who was genuinely nice, incredibly supportive of the people around her <laughs> and was actually really really you know innocent in, in the goodness of humanity yeah. and was she was pleasantly surprised that it took off it did people sat there and went we like this kind-hearted sweet creature that that is that, that looks at the world we live in and kind of goes yeah well this is odd uh-huh. and 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 it's sabrina is just incredibly funny she's an amazingly talented lady i, I have the good fortune to work with her on a lot of things and she's just a joy no uh we have another robert in the in the chat hello other robert. robert's TV professionals gave us BJ and the Bear. Um, yeah, That's not a bad thing. But you know what? People got paid to do that production. That's and, true. And all power to him. I mean, J- Jason does a lot more of this than I do, but when he freelances over a reality TV show comes to town and they pay your bills, <laughs> then you're happy that they're a professional company that's that's doing this sort of thing. So sometimes BJ and the Bear, right. yeah, but you know, you also get Auto Man. So, yes, yeah. I saw what was it? There's a, a a comic store in Portland, Oregon, 
over the weekend they posted some photos of some of some uh, collections they've acquired, you right, know, yeah. some different things, and they were posting the first two issues of Marvel Comics adaptation of Sledgehammer. Remember that TV show? Now, Sledgehammer was an unsung work of art, in my opinion. <laughs> um, if you, uh, for those of you who were really disappointed with uh, any time someone has tried to do something that is is the kind of rapid fire comedy that you would get from like Airplane, the first right. Airplane film, um, or uh, the Naked Gun, the first Naked Gun movie. Now, remember mm-hmm. that the Naked Gun film was actually a, a very, based, a surprisingly, a very short-lived TV show, originally. And I think like six episodes? Um, uh, it wasn't called The Naked Gun, though. It was called... Police Squad. Police Squad. Right. And uh, Sledgehammer... The first, the first movie was Naked, The Naked Gun from the files, the files of, of Police Squad. Squad. Right. Sledgehammer was a spiritual uh, successor to... Uh, that sort of comedy and I think it was really really funny and it did not if it had come out now it would have been mm. hugely successful I think uh, certainly not uh, well I mean Bro- Brooklyn you, Brooklyn Nine-Nine yeah Brooklyn yeah, Nine-Nine probably so it's, it's basically the uh, you know you know what show um, what show would have flourished on early YouTube would have been you can't do that on television oh god over on yeah. Nickelodeon yeah. That would that would have just taken off on YouTube. Although I, I, I recall when time. Nickelodeon was new, um, Nickelodeon did some really really weird programming. There was a program, <laughs> this early days. I mean, there just wasn't there wasn't stuff to fill twenty four hours of a day. Yeah, it just simply did, wasn't wasn't that much content. They had a TV, they had a show where this guy would read comic books to you, and he would literally <laughs> the the opening bit was that you're going into the comic book store and they had the the, the circular racks with the, the spinner rack spinner yeah. rack. And I he would, you would those. go up, and it would. The camera would pan around the various comics, mm. and he'd pull out the comic, and he'd open it up, and then you'd get the. Um, oddly yeah. enough, I mean, it was stuff. It was stuff that you would not even think of. It was like yeah. uh, uh, Warlord, DC Comics Warlord, where the right the Sakardis uh, and and the the and all this stuff. He's like, what on earth? There was a show Great. when I was when I was a kid. There was a show in the Dallas market. It ran on the NBC affiliate mm-hmm. on Sunday morning, early Sunday morning. It's called the Children's Hour. Sure. And it was hosted by a guy named Bill Kelly. I think that was his name, Bill Kelly. And that's where we saw David and Goliath. Oh, uh, sure. You know, yeah. the, the, the stop motion mm-hmm. animation. And he had a couple of other things. But, but one of the things that he did was he would read the Sunday funnies. Mm, sure. And one of his favorites was Andy Cap. <laughs> Why are you reading Andy Cap <laughs> on a children's show in the mornings? It was so funny uh, because you know it's, he's reading the funnies, not targeted to the age, ages thirteen and under. No, <laughs> but it was funny. Yeah, and he'd read Hager the Horrible. Sure, yeah, you know, just read uh, everything yeah. that's on Beetle Bailey. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you take course, a detour into Mary Worth and just confuse everybody. <laughs> there's really there's right. a there's a, a flashback for those of you who uh, are old enough to remember uh, or Rex Morgan. Rex Morgan, God, that stuff ran. That stuff ran into the eighties and nineties. I think it still runs. Still uh, runs. But some of that stuff you wouldn't even think of is still being out there in the world. It's kind of <laughs> bizarre. Yeah. Uh, right, Robert. Andy Cap is not COPPA approved. No, um, no. Um, by the way, I did I did want to go ahead and and for those of you who are curious about this. Uh, there is there is a process, um, and I think I think this is something that we need to be aware. Of. Uh, the blog gives uh, a little list of how channel owners can determine if their content content is directed to children. Yeah, and there's actually a breakdown here. 
that um, is... It's a little vague, though. Well, but it is and it isn't. I think there's... A guide, the problem with guidelines is that guide and yeah. lines and people color inside and out them all the time. Um, but first of all, their first thing you do is to look at the subject matter. Sure. Right? Fair enough. Um, visual content. Okay? If, you're, if your shows... If your YouTube thing talks about uh, Spongebob, odds are... You know, now that doesn't mean you couldn't do a SpongeBob show that was in you know. Although I would I would argue that SpongeBob is not, it's especially for the, kids. There's all the time. there's there's some arguments to be made no. there, which is where, where I think no. the the gray area is hit. No. Um, uh, they, Tom, you, Thomas says there used to be a guy in Wichita who had a show reading the Sunday Funnies. You, I don't it, know if you uh, that probably I I am I don't remember that, but that doesn't mean there wasn't. Um, You've slept since then, right? I've slept since then. Um, <clears throat> Visual con the, the use of animated characters or child-oriented activities and incentives. So, mm -hmm. <clears throat> I mean, so some of that stuff is, you know, pretty clear there. The kind of music or other audio content, um, that's very vague. But I can see if the, it's just like a combination deal where these, you know, these things add up. But right. in, in isolation, they're, they're certainly vague. The age of the models. Okay, kids. Let me explain. Um, don't use children as models. Uh, right. yeah. I'm just, probably just oh. um, the presence of ch child celebrities or celebrities who appeal to children. Okay, so yes, if you are talking to say the creator of some children's show, odds are good it's going to be something that the kids. Now that's the kind of thing where um, you know, depending on what it is, it, it could be something that be a crossover thing without any trouble mm -hmm. um language or other characterization or uh, characteristics of the site okay um first of all using bad language around children while i understand it certainly happens and the world is full of that and i don't particularly have an issues i don't personally don't have an issue with bad language because at this point it's just punctuation i, I think it's it's just what the english language has become your mileage may vary your mileage may vary <laughs> on the other hand um, if you are targeting something towards children, mm -hmm. it's probably safer to avoid such language. Yes, if, especially if you want to sell a product to their parent. Well, and and my thing is when we were when we were talking about doing all of this stuff, I I have always said that we need to we need to stay PG thirteen or better, just basically mm -hmm. to give everybody just kind of a ballpark for behavior, because I see it also not just from the standpoint of that kind of language to me is rude, crude, socially unacceptable type of thing, but also is a little less professional than the image that I would like right. us to yeah, have. Honestly, and, if if you listen to the really professional, the the really great newscasters, when they swear, mm. it was a big deal because well, yeah, that was FCC. That, would, that had reached was. a they had reached a point where. Yeah. You know, it was it. It's the word where expletive actually becomes mm. you know an appropriate. It, it, there was something about that when you were just because and there was a different time when when you basically had these you know three channels and almost in a way the newscasters were celebrities because they oh sure you saw them they every were night. influencers they were the voice of of the world and and you know the FCC doesn't regulate YouTube no. like they regulate. 
network television and right. and broadcast and cable you may have and noticed that. the internet is largely unregulated yeah and and you know you see the the tv the tvpg and tv14 right. all that that's all self-designated right. that's this not anything that's voluntary. imposed it's it says okay well tv stations we're going to do this mm-hmm. the government didn't tell them they had to do that um Whereas you get like the Motion Picture Association of America, and they they rate movies PG and G mm-hmm. and PG thirteen. TV TV networks do it all themselves. TV shows and TV networks do it themselves. Yeah. And I think at some point we're probably going to be headed in that direction on YouTube and and some of these other platforms. Self designate. It's not bad uh, because I think but there need to be more options than for kids, not for kids. Right, and I think that one of the <coughs> and things there's that, the other age restricted, uh, the the eighteen plus. Yeah, thing that you can do. Sorry, I didn't mean. To no, you're fine. Because um, because I think that really one of the things that you mentioned the uncertainty leads into the final thing on this particular checklist that they give here um, is competent and reliable empirical evidence about the age of the audience. Yeah. Okay. Directly following that. The determination of whether content is child-directed will be clearer in some contexts than in others. <laughs> well, yes. That's, that's rather right on the nose, isn't it? But we can <clears throat> share some general rules of thumb. Yeah. First, unless you're all affirmatively targeting kids, there are many subject matter categories where you don't have to worry about COPPA. For example, if your videos are about traditionally adult activities like unemployment, finances, politics, homeownership, home improvement, or travel, you're probably not covered um, unless your content is geared towards kids. Here's how to buy a house. Right. The same would be true for videos aimed at high school or college students. On the other hand, if your content includes traditional children's pastimes or activities, it may be Mm child-directed. For example, the FTC recently determined that an online dress-up game was child directed. Okay. So depending on how this stuff works. Sure. Now, the question there runs you something run into something like cosplay, which is an adult dress up game. Right. Or a teenage dress up game. Or if your family happens <laughs> to be depending on the cosplay. Depending on the cosplay. But also you can look at uh, you know, there there are certainly parents and kids and their kids who do cosplay together. Mm-hmm. And families who've dressed up and, and done cosplay together. So some of that, you know, again you can so I think I think from the FTC side, there's certainly amount of recognition that it's not a either or. Yeah. There's going to be gray areas, and they're going to be looking at that. And you know, how and YouTube problem, deals with that, and that's that's the rub because YouTube is not acknowledging that middle gray area. On they're, one level, they're wanting to keep it one or the other, and which is makes which makes it easy. Which, well, no, well, in theory. I can see somebody at YouTube going, it will make it easier for us if we just do well, A or B. According to but. this according to this lawyer <laughs> Cozine, uh, Corzine rather, according to him, he got a phone call. Now take this for what it's worth, because I was not on the call. I have not seen sure, a transcript right. of the call. Nobody told me about the call, so don't call me for a hearing or anytime soon. But he got a phone call. Mm-hmm. From someone inside YouTube, he says. I don't have any reason not to believe him. He's got a he's a he's got a following on YouTube. He's a lawyer. He's got a, you know bar association. This is you know professional 
professional credentials are at risk if he's lying about this kind of thing. One would, one would hope one that would, would be a consideration, yes. And so he says somebody called him from YouTube who basically said that the reason that they did the if-then-either-or option was corporate money-related. Probably. Possibly. And, and the idea here being that if it's not for kids, then you have this pool of advertiser money and the targeted ads. Sure, right. And then, of course, the four kids, you've got targeted ads on that side. But if you do the mixed thing, apparently, I don't, I, I don't understand how it could be detrimental to the bottom line because if you're doing a mixed ad, you're running ads anyway in a mixed audience, but... Well, so the the way I could see that that could be a potential issue is where you get into the gray areas where somebody sits there and says, this is for children, this is not for children. And then the question becomes, um, if you are an advertiser, if this, if there is a question of uncertainty, you're not likely to want your money to go toward the uncertainty percentage because you may not, A, might be throwing your money in a hole, Right and B, you even if you're not throwing your money down a hole, you might not get the kind of return on investment that you need to get to make it a justifiable purchase. Now this is a reminder once again that if you are a human being who thinks that business is thinks about you in a warm and fuzzy manner, no. um, they do not. Then that and that's not a, that's not a me bashing business. That's just not the mindset when you are when you are making if your goal if your goal is to re, to make money and and give your your board members and fi- funders uh, income that's I'm not saying it's wrong to do that don't well, expect they're doing and, anything different and the the new in the new interpretation of COPPA that kicks in January first mm-hmm. as I understand it and I and I use that to qualify a lot of what I'm saying because you know I I could have this wrong sure but as I understand it this new FTC version the update on COPPA <clears throat> is the first time that <coughs> advertising and revenue start to factor into this mm. as opposed to just privacy issues dealing with kids now we're getting into targeted advertising and mm-hmm. revenue and corporate money and all of this other stuff. And that has some people looking at this sideways thinking, okay, hold on. What's really going on here? Well, because, but this is, we are lagging yeah. behind in the internet, the regulating the internet, policing the internet in the same way that we, there's, there's real pros to having the wild west version of the internet that we have. Mm. There are real downsides to having the Wild West version of the internet that we have. Um, privacy, uh, it's a two-edged sword with this. Oh. Um, an anonymity is a two-edged sword on this. Um, how things, how your information is used, et cetera, et cetera. We got away with, for a long, long time, having the freedom of the internet. And then people realize that they can monetize the freedom of the internet. Yeah. So at this point, you're. This is something, and and you can. There's really there's huge discussions to be had about what the 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 benefits and negatives of this, but this is long overdue 
in terms of the way we're looking at the internet now. The sudden realization that it's full of terrible people who are yelling a lot and they're drowning out the nice people or they're targeting our, they're targeting our personal data or they're losing our personal data yeah. or all these different things. So much of this stuff is conversations we should have been having a decade ago. Robert says here in the chat, heard rumblings the FTC crackdown is being lobbied for by streaming services and TV media companies. Um, basically, Possibly. basically those companies that have streaming services and, mm -hmm. and digital networks trying to keep YouTube from becoming a competitor because... But they're not going to be able to do that. Well, no. But but you look at YouTube. I mean, YouTube is the number two used search engine. Yeah. You have Google and you have YouTube. And those look, if, if, search, if, if, if YouTube wants to turn themselves into a streaming service and, man, and, and tick off a significant chunk of their current customer base, um, they're still going to have a big enough customer base. Well, they got, are not going to. They've got YouTube Red, yeah, they're, which they're, is kind of their streaming service now. So it's not like this is an un, is, is is an unexpected so thing. So this is like the goal of what these 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 other net things are trying to use the FTC as a club in this regard. It's not going to work, and they're idiots for thinking that it is. No offense, kids, but it's a it's a it's not it's not a smart move i'm well i'm not sure and and there there could be something to that but i don't know that it could be it just doesn't it's not it's it a doesn't dumb make move. any sense for dumb. them to do that because yeah. okay uh you know netflix when it became the streaming service mm -hmm. yeah there was a little blowback and there were some companies that said i sure. yo this is a bad thing but now Everybody's got a streaming service, you right. know, it, and and streaming services. Too many streaming services. Well, it's cable it's all cable over all again. Over, yeah. It's cable all over again. And, Severely unbundled. Yeah, and remember, at remember, some point, remember when we said we wanted to unbundle services? Yeah, at some point, <laughs> somebody is going to figure out, and we're starting to see a little bit of this because when we got Disney Plus here, mm -hmm. we already had Hulu, right, and Hulu comes there's an option where it comes bundled with for an extra right. extra few dollars it comes bundled with disney plus and espn plus right so we're starting to see the packaging oh yeah of it's, services it's and a I, it's a logical it's it's coming you know, cycle the, I think, and i and i said this. a while back that the comp the next companies to make the monies are going to be those companies that figure out how to bundle streaming services into right, packages. Yes. So, you know, CBS All Access and HBO, and, mm -hmm. you know, HBO, sure. HBO Max, and all of that's coming. Yeah. They're they're going to aggregate and they're going to no compile and say, and then, Here are and then these 20 years industries. down the line, they'll split up into whatever new technology yeah. it, it comes along the way. Yeah. Um, but the, 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 the fact that advertisers are factoring into all of this decision-making process and the creators are not, that's a problem. Well, yes, it is. But at the same time, um, if you're going to be trying to protect, I th and I think, I think justifiably, protect children from what is essentially predatory data mining. Sure. Yeah. No, no question. That um, needs to have, that And the people who are doing the predatory data mining are basically the advertisers. Whether they are advertising a specific product or a mm. service or whatever it is, it doesn't mean they're selling you a toy. 
Right. You know, it, but on on the flip side of that, as creators, we don't have very much control over anything. Very true. And we need to. The, not just for kids, not for kids. Let's let's game this out a little bit. Let's say some somebody out there sees our video about Kappa and adds us to a playlist with all of these videos about Kappa. Sure, right. What YouTube should do, they should give us a button, a feature that says, hey, this person just added you to a playlist. Accept or decline. That would be great. We need to be more in control of how our content is curated by other people. That would be a wonderful thing. What is the financial benefit for YouTube to do that, though? Because, because again, as believe me, as as someone who creates content, whether it's this or or making my own films or writing mm -hmm. something, control of it is something I would, I yes, very much so. But we don't live in a world where we have leverage, right? Well, it also not really. I would say that if you tie that into the search algorithms, or say no, I don't want to be on that playlist. Yes, I'll be on this playlist. Mm -hmm. Then the the search algorithm kicks in and says, okay, this video is associated with these, not associated with these, and you have a little bit of that machine learning in place that says, okay, somebody is searching for this kind of video. Sure. Here, here's another. Machi one. Machine learning is not inherently bad. It's just not that subtle right it sounds cool and everyone's like let's do the machine except that the the, the skill sets aren't really there yet and if you're going to teach the machine learning mm -hmm. if you're going to teach the machine and yeah. he's going to learn from you why not when you upload a video mm -hmm. after about i don't know two or three days it has time to settle in and whatever <clears throat> then maybe you get a notification that says hey we've been putting your video on these search lists, how close are we? How good are we? How where where are we doing? These would be then very useful. Then you could sit there things. and go, yeah, that's that fits, that fits, that fits. That's okay. Not here, not here. Yeah, that would be okay. So, so what I think it would be really really nice because I honestly don't think you're going to get that from YouTube. Oh, I know we won't. But the next generation, the replacement for YouTube, the next platform. Let's say YouTube leans into being becoming a streaming service and really Which embraces that. Which it looks like that. they may be doing. But but whoever picks up the mantle, whoever picks up the place where creators can go to have their content, um, don't think you're going to go someplace without regulations, guys, because it's going to be there. They're, they're, they'd be fools not to do that. Um, well, and 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 to be clear, COPPA is the United States federal government. Mm -hmm. It's not. YouTube, it's not Google, it's not Alphabet. Right. But how they react to it is right. Is but the it, issue. it basically means that, you know the Federal Trade Commission is enforcing COPPA. It doesn't matter if it's YouTube or if it's DLive or Vimeo right. or it's any everybody. of these platforms. Right. Even even if it was just SciFiForMe.com, right? We are we are an entity online operating within the United States and therefore our, subject to our behavior mm -hmm. with regard to collecting data on kids under 13 wherever that is right. is under the regulation of COPPA. Sure. Now, we don't collect any of that stuff. Right. We don't want any of that stuff. There's nothing Good we can do with any of that. <laughs> um 
And I sent an email yesterday to someone at FTC, mm-hmm. and I have yet to hear back from her. But one of my questions... They might be getting a few right emails. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they would. But one of my questions was how, how if we can self-designate, if we can put on our, our, <clears throat> on our videos like the TVPG, sure. <clears throat> we mark it may not be suitable for kids under 30, all of these things, does that make a difference? Can it make a difference? Mm-hmm. Because it's obvious at the very beginning of our show, right. we're saying may not be suitable. Right. Parental guidance advised, or mm-hmm. you know, parental guidance suggested, it may be okay for kids, but it might not be. Right. Um, one of the complaints about all of this that's been going on has been the fact that the the onus of m- regulating this stuff of monitoring this stuff the parents have been taken out of the equation nowhere in any of this discussion except in comments that i've seen nowhere have they said you know parents should really step up and keep an eye on what their kids are doing well, that's a big piece of this that's getting virtually ignored because, uh, you know, but from, from, but from a federal government standpoint, that's not really an issue they can regulate. I and, get that. And but we U- can't control who watches our videos. And either. from a YouTube standpoint, that's not a thing they can regulate either. Now, the idea you know, and we've and certainly it's it's something that we're obvious. We have we have all these little, you know, things in our hands here uh-huh. and, and our iPads and our computers and all this different stuff that, that end up being babysitters. But again, that's not a new phenomenon. The TV, the TV was a babysitter. The radio was a babysitter. Right. Uh, and for, for parents. Um, now, um, it's a little, I, honestly, I think it's a little more scary for letting the, the very young watch or listen to or whatever's on the internet because there is so little regulation for what's out there yeah. and it's full of a lot of terrible things. Um, some things are very, very cool. Some things are very not. So yes, I think it, it's more of a factor and it should be. It, parents should be paying attention. There's no question, but that's not a thing the government can really regulate. And quite frankly- Nor if, should they. Exactly. If you don't want the world or the government is regulating how exactly how, you know, that is the 1984. That is the that is yeah. the brave new world, and you don't. Uh, uh, it's they're great. They're they're important and influential novels, but we don't want to live in them. That would be bad. You know, you might you might enjoy watching The Handmaid's Tale, but you wouldn't want to live in that world. You might yeah. enjoy you might think the, the Man in the High Castle is a cool alternate universe story, but you wouldn't want to live in that world. Right. These are you know this is entertainment and and yeah we don't know. Kind of a terrifying thought right there. Ah! Although I guess Man in the High Castle, this is their last season. Yes, a lot of good is. reviews. Yeah. Um, uh, fantastic cast. Um, there's a lot of good TV on right now. Yeah. You don't even have to go to the internet. You can, oh, wait, it's all the internet. Oh, curses, yes, curse you, internet. internet. Um, yeah, well, and and without without streaming services, we wouldn't have Baby Yoda. You know? <laughs> or, and I said, like I said when we were before we were recording, um, we wouldn't... Uh, I'm gonna to have to write a review. I just I gotta sit down and make it happen because I got I watched the new Harley Quinn uh, oh. TV and I'll be honest, I laughed really hard. I thought it was really well written. Now the the thing the thing you have to bear in mind is it is definitively not, not for, for kids, kids. Yeah. but it's also a really smart 
exploration of something that fans have been talking about for years when it comes to the Harley and the Joker's relationship and things like that. And the voice acting is really, really good. Um, I've just... I... It, it, it's, it, it's not going to be for everybody. And, and there, are fo- there are DC fans who are just not going to like it. But frankly, I, I watched it and I laughed a lot. And I was yeah. like, that's really funny. Robert says he, he, he'd live in the High Castle. His family is German dating back to the 1630s. So, um, my family history. is Scottish and German, and we would have been up against the wall. <laughs> Sorry, um, but yeah, the uh, well, my, they were my family's English. Well, they were so. uh, they were German Jews. It's one thing that yeah, so we well, would have been up against the wall. Uh, but uh, this the Scottish side of the family would have been stubborn and and no. very irritating. Anyway, while 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 we're while we're kind of at yeah. a lull here, I'm gonna go check the storefront, sure, and see if that new mug design. Um, I, I will say that the uh, the voice acting in in Harley Quinn is really really good. Alan Tudyk does the voice of the Joker, and it is uh, he was very oh. very he was very very open about. It. He's like I he did his best to not listen to Mark Hamill do the Joker because <laughs> he he knew that he couldn't do it. He couldn't he in, 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 he make, he makes no attempt to to imitate that style. Right. So his Joker's got a very different voice. All right, um, so we do have all three mugs are okay. live on our store. So if you go to zazzle.com slash store slash sci-fi for me, and we will put this in, we will put this link in the chat. Yeah. But there they are, all three mugs. There's Great. a mug, there's a mug, there's a mug. Mugs for everyone. Mugs for everyone. And, and uh you can see there the designs. Uh, the Salacious Crumbs mug just went live today. All of them are $18, but of course there's the discount codes for Cyber Monday that uh, that you can uh, employ. So, uh, so yeah, there we go. You can get a mug and show your support that way. And of course we've got our Subscribestar account for those of you who would like to... Uh, be a regular supporter, uh, but you certainly don't have to. Um, and by the way, uh, welcome, uh, Aaron. Uh, Aaron Nicole Hedges joined us earlier and uh, said hi. And so hi, welcome to the, welcome to the show. <laughs> um. Welcome to the things that we do. And um, yes, we're out of coffee. Here we well, you know, coffee. you've got you've got a you've got a show to prep for. I don't know what I, else we can say about Kafka at this point. <laughs> well, okay. Look, here's here's my my thinking at this point is, um, unless we hear different hmm. from either FTC or YouTube, I mean, the the first thing that needs to happen is if anybody's got any kind of an opinion on this one way or the other, then the the public comment mm-hmm. page. That FTC has, uh, they are inviting comment from the from the general public. Tell them what you think and and what concerns that you have, what questions you have, and so and again, make sure that you're doing it in a calm and rational manner yes. because those are the ones they pay attention to. They, I mean, literally, guys. They, they, they uh, although psychopaths can be very calm. Yes, but polite. You, Yes, but, yeah. but most of them are not as cool as they are in the TV <laughs> and the movies. I mean, literally, it's it, if you look at if you look at how this stuff is is looked at, uh, they literally chop off, you know, the stuff that, you know, they if you if you're screaming, 
they're uh, not likely to sit there and pay attention to what you have to say. Right. In this, especially in this situation like this. Uh, I tell you what. Here's here's what I'm going to do. I'm while while. Yeah, you, sure. John here. Uh, I'm not sure what else I was going to say about the fact that if you you know, uh, well, I mean, uh, look the the. The question you have to ask yourself was in a situation like that is, honestly, have you ever changed anybody's mind on the internet by being awful? And the answer is no. no. You have not. You have Nobody ever wins an internet argument. Um, so when they're asking you for comments, they're asking you for legitimate, uh, real comments that you can actually, that they can actually put together yeah. and, and sort into a spreadsheet, basically, that says mm -hmm. X number of people think this is good, X number of people think this is bad, here's folks in the middle, right. here's how it all breaks down. And uh, and to to give Robert a shortcut because he's in his comfy chair, sure doesn't want to get up, sure he's tempted by the mugs. Understand? I'm going to make it easy. There's now the link in the chat for him to just give in, just Robert. Click, give in, click and go. Except so. except the fact that we have targeted the advertising directly at you. <laughs> you embrace what? embrace the power of marketing. Embrace it. Because you are you're over thirteen, right, Robert? I mean, this, I would is, expect this is important. We we actually we actually given, need to know this now. <laughs> given Robert's frequent diatribes against Disney, he could be very clever. I would say year old. he's older than thirteen. He could be a very clever twelve-year-old. Now, admittedly, the internet is full of a lot of very unclever twelve-year-olds. Some of them who are actually older than twelve, um, but uh, <laughs> operate in and, the. And there are some people on on the internet that are older than twelve. Uh, yeah, older, older than eighteen, actually, even who are still children. Oh no, no argument whatsoever. Like I said, <laughs> you um, you can't actually win an internet argument. Um, and the, I'm fascinated by the people who seem to think that they can, mm -mm. which is one of the reasons I just don't. Uh, part of me, there's part of me, that really, really doesn't regret that for four years my social media presence almost disappeared because of my job and I drove all the time yeah. and so I, could, I couldn't use my phone to look at Facebook or Twitter or anything like that and you missed a lot probably for the best but say, I, when, when but we do sit I feel here and bad talk about, about that do I feel although ex except in some cases when you and I are sitting here talking about the culture war or, sure. or you know, things that are going on and you say oh no that's not happening you've, you've been absent from all of this and and this is my, that has and this, and this is my pitch to you ladies and gentlemen at home um do it too step away step yes. away because quite frankly the internet is bad no i mean no the internet is not bad it the can be useful the internet the internet is not bad the internet is a thing it's it a is thing. a it is a thing that is not neither good nor bad it is just the internet the people on the internet again reminder you can't win in an argument yeah. You can't. You. It doesn't matter. No one is. No one on the internet has ever said, "My goodness!" But your argument has convinced me and been serious. Okay? Huzzah! They, this is not a thing that happens. So I mean, and you know, we, I, we, I we, yeah. So many things where it's just like, oh, shut up. All right, Junior Office Dog is going crazy, digging at the bed over there. Yeah. Which is the jingle, jingle, jingle that you may hear in the. That but. is her taking out the frustration of all the Dallas fans right now. <laughs> I take it it's not going well. Uh, mm. Dallas did not do very well. The Dallas Cowboys uh, are those. 
those who claim to be the Dallas Cowboys did not do too well over the weekend. They haven't yeah. been doing well. In oh, fact, no, we, they, we, watched, friends, we watched part of the, the Thanksgiving? game on th- on Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah, that did not. Did, no. you see, did you see the Patriots got shellacked yesterday? I did not. See that, that was beautiful, by the way. By Houston. <laughs> by Houston. Houston. There was a certain quarterback who looked like he was ready to cry on the sidelines. It was gorgeous. Well, mm. although I I gotta say, and you know, it, and this is not we I don't. You know, this is normally not a sports ball we, conversation. We, we veer into the sports section of the show. My my folks, my folks had the had football on over the over yeah, the mm-hmm. weekend, and the Chargers, the Chargers were playing. Who were the Chargers playing against? The Chargers were playing against Denver. Denver. Okay, so Chargers and Denver, and in the last I think minute of the game, mm-hmm. forty seconds of the game, Denver has the ball. Yeah. Quarterback goes back, throws, you know, long fly ball to be caused, mm-hmm. right? And as as the the receiver is running down and the defender is running down the sideline with him, mm-hmm. they both turn. They each turn. Right. Receiver turned to the inside, defender turned to the outside. Right. And as they turn, they collide. Yep. And both went sprawling. Sure, yeah. And a flag immediately goes onto the onto the game, and he gets called for pass interference. I was like, "No, hold on! How is that pass interference? He didn't reach for the ball. The he biggest, didn't push the guy out of the way. He just impact. Yeah, it, it was you know, bumped into him, the and big, then both fell. The biggest Thanksgiving argument." Was one of the one of the who were who was who was Dallas playing on Dallas, Dallas was playing Buffalo? against Buff- Buffalo. 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 Okay, the uh, one of the one of the uh, <laughs> what is this ball of foot of which thou speak? Exactly, Thomas. Uh, the, uh, the it was the biggest. That was the biggest argument for the entire day. It was um, one of the, he, whether or not this guy was actually uh, the touchdown actually was was a real touchdown because he didn't have his he had only had one foot. Uh, on the ground yeah, when it came through, yeah. and and it was, it was, it was literally it's like it's like, it was like one brother, my my, my brother-in-law and his brother were like, um, oh no, that was definitely no, it wasn't. <laughs> and suddenly the replay comes back up, and it's every conceivable oh, angle. Oh sure, yeah. And it was just and like I do that now. And it's like oh god, no, he completely had only one foot on the ground, mm-hmm. and then the, the, and he's just dragging it. It's like you're watching it in slow motion, watching him drag it. With his toe across the ground, I'm thinking yeah. to myself. I think I saw that. Is his yeah. foot gonna come off? Because that's not My, right. <laughs> that doesn't look. That can't be good. Well, and what's funny is, is you know, I sit there and and I don't watch football. I don't. I, I don't. I'm not. Every a, now and again. <clears throat> For my day job, every now and again, I will I will get a call to help crew the Skycam uh-huh. team that you know the basically the the aerial flying camera that goes over mm-hmm. the stadium for the Chiefs games or right. one of the colleges here in town or whatever. <clears throat> so I get to see the game sometimes, sure, right. depending on where I'm at and what I'm doing. Um, and to me. For us as genre fans, you know, and we sit there and we know all of this stuff about Star Trek and Star Wars and right, Doctor yeah, Who uh-huh. and Battlestar Galactica and Buck Rogers and all that stuff, and you have people that are that oh, yeah. in-depth knowledge about oh, yeah. sports, mm-hmm. I think it's fairly... 
polite thing to do for us to at least be peripherally aware of what's going on <laughs> on that side of things because I, uh, you know you got to be able to hold an intelligent conversation about that. I, well, you know, and I and I actually really enjoy playing sports. I don't get enough a lot of opportunity now, but I enjoyed playing football. I'm playing <clears throat> basketball. I used to be a really uh, avid soccer player when I was younger. And um I did soccer, and then I did baseball, then I did basketball. I got hurt too many times playing. I was a goalie, and uh, so I got hurt too many times. Eventually, it's like I would like to survive long <laughs> enough to I don't know enjoy something uh, other a, than the pain of getting hit in the face back. by a soccer ball. Yeah. Um, but I blame the Royals actually, because when I was a kid, when I was a boy back in the seventies, the Royals were a really good team mm -hmm. in the seventies and early eighties, and then they weren't. And I think what happened there was that my heart was broken. And from that day onward, I said, I will never give my kind, that kind of love to a sports team ever again. When I was playing baseball. Because I just don't care. <laughs> when I was playing baseball. I wasn't, I wasn't a very good baseball player. I will admit that. I was not yeah, I wasn't very good at baseball either. But, you know, I was there. I, yeah. I'm out in left field a lot. Yeah, right? sure. And what... <laughs> What really got the view me. from left field is very nice. I don't <laughs> know what you're talking about. You see about. the entire you can see field, everything. everything. You see everything, but nothing happens in your corner. During, you get to watch the whole game during our practices. The pitcher <laughs> on our team, my yeah, team, yeah, my yeah. pitcher, sure, would throw the ball with the intent of trying to hit me because they uh, apparently, I you know. Little guy, you pick on the little guy, right? I, I have no idea. You pick on no the exactly one. What that was like. Yeah, you, you pick on the one that you don't I, like. I remember, <laughs> and I even remember the kid's name. I'm not going to say it. Scarred. But I you know, deliberate. I mean, throwing the ball sure. at my head, mm -hmm. right? Um, so baseball didn't work out for me. Basketball was a little bit better, but I still, yeah, yeah, I was okay. I was, okay. I was an okay player. I was doing it mainly on the recommendation of my doctor when I was a kid, you know, five or six years old, and I'd gotten diagnosed with asthma. Mm -hmm. They said, this will help. Sure. You yeah. know, because the activity will help with lung capacity and, and his breathing. And I was okay, great, fine, we'll try it. Mm -hmm. So I did soccer for a while. I did I did basketball. I did, I did yeah. baseball. So that was that was the thing, and I'm got a we got a blinking red light on the camera. Uh oh, because the battery apparently is going. So, well, and you it's about you got about twenty five <laughs> minutes before your next show. I, I do. So, uh, so yeah. So at, coming up at nine o'clock, uh, coming up in 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 about twenty minutes or so, I'm going to be a guest over on Sweetcast. So we'll we'll I'll um. Basically, just you search Sweetcast. He's got a little peppermint logo. It's, it's pretty easy to to find. And we'll be over there talking about probably indie comics more than anything else. And uh, uh, we'll see what else goes cool. on. But that, that'll that do that. And then uh, we'll just make sure we'll get out of here before the camera dies. <laughs> because right now it's the only working camera. Of course, we've got the bump shot up there. Yeah, so we old. could keep going. <laughs> That's and just address ways. the bump shot. That's true. It'd be like be like theater in the round yes. or whatever. So, um, wherefore art thou? 
Uh, we're not doing that. No. <laughs> Could be funny though. All right. Now, don't forget also that uh, we have uh, the three mugs. Let's let's go ahead and show that one more time and and throw those up there uh, so people can see. So we have the three mug designs. Uh, they are available pretty much all the time now. We will continue to put the store link in our in our show notes. Um, that's that we we kicked everything off small business Saturday, but we'll keep those up so people can have them if you want them. Mm-hmm. Eighteen dollars, and of course, you know we've got the super chat and the super stickers and all that other stuff. So, um, uh, speaking of which, uh, small business Saturday today was Cyber Monday. Tomorrow is Giving Tuesday. Yes. And this is something that if you actually, uh, this is something that, that you want to actually do a nice thing in the world, mm-hmm. uh, Giving Tuesday is, you should do it all, any, you should do it year round anyway. But if you're going to do it, you know, you want to jump on, on the, the, the worldwide bandwagon and, and give your hashtag and all those fun things, Giving Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, uh, find, uh, find, a, find something out there that's worthwhile yes. and, and, and donate. And, uh, time, and we have money, talked, whatever it is, uh, you can help. And we have talked about doing some charity work as mm-hmm. well. Just uh, at some point when we have the resources to do it better, you know, like toy collections or sure, you know, drives yeah. or things like that. Robert said, I had to slither out of my chair for my wallet, but the quote, I deserve better one over my blackened heart. So I guess he got it. I deserve better. Excellent. So, uh, so well, thank you very thank much, you, Robert. Robert. That's very appreciate cool. that. We appreciate okay, it. Okay, so that will do it for us. We are still going to continue monitoring the COPPA situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it will probably have impacts. We will put quote. Uh, we will put links to the comment spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll keep an eye on what YouTube does with their terms of service on the tenth. See what happens there, and we may circle back to this. I'm not sure. Uh, and then, of course, we've got. It may have an impact on what we do. We could we could just be back to doing all podcasts all the time, or just doing our own video on our own website. Could be, yeah. Well, that's another option too. We're we're, we're looking at a number of different. Because shockingly so. enough, folks, we have you website. can do that. Uh, yes. You can put internet. You can put video, and then you know what? People can type in the name of your website and find it. <laughs> course, Shocking we, news. We need to have some current stuff on the website. That's true. That's yes, true. that's another conversation. All right. Thanks very much for watching, folks, tonight, and uh, we will have a new. Tribble Bites tomorrow night with Star Trek and Orville news and an interview. I don't know if it's going to be live or not, but Dayton Ward mm-hmm. will be in to talk about his work in the Star Trek universe. So we'll Very have cool. that plus all the latest headlines. And then later in the week, of course, we've got Good Morning Multiverse on Saturday. So, uh, that's I guess that's all. Thank you very much for watching. Thanks, guys. Those of you who are we appreciate it. Uh, who are in the chat, uh, Robert. Yes, BitChute is another option. We do have a BitChute channel, uh, but I don't know that we can do anything live on BitChute yet. We're right. we're looking into all of that. So uh, we will keep everybody informed. Make mm-hmm. sure that you are subscribed here. You've got notifications on. Uh, you can find us on all the social media, and we will be back with another episode next week. Thanks, guys. At eight. Not seven. <laughs> Copyright 2019 by Flaming Dog Media LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.